This is Naoki Yoshida. This is Fern Hall. And you are listening to Aetherite Radio. Aetherite Radio. Here we go. Hello and welcome to Aetherite Radio. Free of technical difficulties. Uh, we are Gamerscape's Final Fantasy XIV podcast. I'm your host, Fusion X, and joining me today, we have Zanidra Bryn, and we have a special guest joining us from Limit Break Radio, from Checkpoint Radio, and one of the f- co-founders of Eighth Right Radio, we have Nate Bender. Welcome. Thank you very much. I'm, I'm glad to be here. You know, anytime we think of an anniversary show, we always think about going back to our roots, and uh, you're you're in there. So uh, <laughs> glad to have you on. Deep within the roots. <laughs> Well, I'm glad to be here, and uh, congratulations on nine years. Thank you. Yeah, we we are older than the game itself, which is really weird, um, it's, yeah, especially like, this time it's, of year. It's five years. We're like, no, it's not. Because it's always it's always <laughs> close to the the anniversary that Square celebrates, right? But that's always based on the relaunch, and so it's like, hey, it's 14th fifth anniversary. I'm like, my podcast is nine. Someone's <laughs> gonna like come in and be like, how does that? How does the I have work a, on that? I have a I brilliant understand. idea. If you guys are in. We start podcasting about Final Fantasy Nineteen tomorrow. Just, oh just randomly, go. like, all we'll right, we'll get like ten years Final on Fantasy it. Nineteen post. Oh my gosh. Anyway. Uh, so yes, this is our nine-year anniversary show. It is a little bit late. Uh, we've been busy with some real-life stuff. PAX was uh, a few weeks ago, um, which we have a lot of really cool coverage on. So make sure to go check that out over at like gamerscape.com. Like a me lot, too. a lot. Me, 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 and our our, our good buddy Fire Marth, uh, we're we're really busy running around at PAX. So make sure to go check either out all that the, stuff. You either you get the PAX box. The no, luckily. That's good. Oh, that's good. Uh, my my wife be... I think got it somehow, even though she wasn't at PAX. But you're a carrier. Oh my gosh, I, you're yeah, immune. I, I You've guess. gone so much. You are Maybe now. That's what it is. That's great. And you're spreading it to, to the world. <laughs> you're. <laughs> Um, so yes, this is our nine year show. Uh, so thank you for everybody that's tuning in, everybody that listens. Uh, we wouldn't be here without you guys. So we definitely appreciate all your support. Um, quick update for you guys on Twitch. Um, I finally got around to adding sub badges. So if you do subscribe to us on Twitch, you can get some shiny new, uh, sub badges now. Uh, we also added a new $10 emote, which is the eighth rate radio logo. If any of you are crazy enough to spend that much money on us, um, we also want to announce too today, um, FanFest is coming up, and uh, we are going to not probably be giving oh. out a bunch of crazy new swag, uh, but what we are going to do is we are going to open up a Cafe Press store, so that way uh, all you guys can, uh, if you guys want some some GE swag or A-Threat Radio swag to represent uh, out at FanFest, you can go ahead and grab a shirt, uh, bag, coffee mugs, whatever whatever you want, uh, it's up there. Uh, we will be looking to add a Final Fantasy FanFest design. Uh, at some point in in the next few weeks here for FanFest. So if you want to wait for that and see what that's going to be, we have a, a few designs we're looking at right now to uh, to finalize for that. So keep an eye out. Um, and then also while we're out at FanFest, uh, and this is another great reason why we have Nate here, uh, there's going to be the Limit Break Radio uh, community after party. Nate, tell us a little bit more about that. That's right. So uh, on the uh, Saturday night of FanFest, we are going to be hosting the uh, semi-annual after party for FanFest. Uh, the thing about that is, or no, I'm sorry, it's on the Friday night, I think. 
Um, I should probably it always yeah. it always throws I me off. Probably, I always think I it's a Saturday, Sunday, but it's a Friday, Saturday. Saturday event. There's no rule says you can't do it both nights. But. Just show up. We'll party both nights, guys. <laughs> so anyway, what we're doing uh, bigger and badder than the previous years that we have done it. Uh, we are throwing an after party at the Luxor in Las Vegas at the eSports Arena, which uh, we actually went to the opening of as a part of Checkpoint Radio. Um, so when we were there, we were scoping the whole place out like, dude, this would be an awesome after party. So uh, we decided that's where we wanted to put it. And uh, we're opening it up to not just Limit Break Radio fans. We want to uh, encompass all of the creative community for Final Fantasy XIV. So there's going to be a lot of people that, you know, if you guys are watching Twitch, if you guys are watching YouTube, that you guys are going to recognize um, that uh, that's going to be at that party. So uh, you can uh, come party with us. The... uh, VIP packages are about 60 bucks, which includes open bar, which, I mean, Whoa. listen, right? <laughs> Where do I sign up? Right. <laughs> 60 bucks, like, 60 bucks to get VIP tickets. You're partying with the creative community for Final Fantasy 14, and it gets you open bar. I mean, that is actually a really great value for Vegas. I've spent more six money on going to a wedding. And an open bar is open more bar. than six Exactly, exactly. (laughs) So uh, we've got the uh, RSVP up over at our website, uh, LimitBreakRadio.com. You can also get your RSVP reservations in for the VIP lounge. Uh, And uh, yeah, it's uh, we're super excited to be uh, doing this this year. And uh, yeah, we've got a, a, a lot of big announcements around the corner for Limit Break Radio. So um, this may be among the last opportunities that you guys get to party with Limit Break Radio. So take the opportunity and come out and uh, come to the eSports Arena at the Luxor in Las Vegas. Yeah, that'll be a lot of fun. Uh, I will be there. Um, I know some other people that'll be there. Uh, we are actually hashing out the details later today after the show. Um, yes. So look out for, for more details on that. Um, and that is Friday, November 16th at 8 p.m. We're partying from 8 p.m. to midnight. So uh, come and hang out. It is a awesome venue. Uh, there's going to be, I believe, a Fortnite tournament going on downstairs. Uh, but we've got the entirety of the upstairs to ourselves. Uh, we've got the access to their uh, broadcast studio. So uh, we're going to have elements that will be going out live over Twitch as well. So uh, make sure you join us. It's going to be uh, it's going to be a blast. Yeah, and definitely uh, keep an eye out on uh, on Twitter for for everything too. If you aren't going to be uh, out in Vegas for FanFest, we'll be we'll be tweeting everything out uh, for that, so you guys can follow along as well. So um, there we go. Um, next up, uh, we're gonna go ahead and talk about the patch. It there happened. Was a, there was There's a patch, a guys. There is new content. I've I've done most of it already. Um, but yeah, I what have you not done? What have you not done? Uh, the stuff that I probably normally wouldn't do anyway. So like, I haven't done extreme. I haven't done savage. I haven't done like the delivery stuff to like glamour, Chloe, like or Zloe, Chloe, one of them. There's Zloe, yeah, two of them. Zloe, you yeah, can glamour. Sisters. I never even did the last delivery stuff. Yeah. So, uh, that was like Karenai. Yeah. Yeah, that's right, Kieran. Um, all right, so this isn't going to be a spoiler episode. 
Um, we're not even. A, I know. I know. Britain is disappointed. There's, well, it's just the cool fact stuff. that we're like, we'll see you guys in, in a month, and by that point, everyone's like, yeah, that's all. Yeah. So what, like, we're 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 gonna be looking into the possibility of doing uh, spoiler episodes. So this this past week, uh, over on our Gamer Escape Discord, uh, we did make a spoiler chat uh, or a channel, um, so people can discuss the. The, the latest goings on because obviously we don't want to spoil it for people that haven't done it yet. Um, but we and, want to let I people talk about it if they want. So people have different spoiler sensitivities, you know, it's like, <laughs> all right, um, well, in order to re- make sure we try to respect everybody, uh, there was an update. That's yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's rough because I'll like, I'll do the MSQ and then, um, I want to, you know, tell my wife about it. Like, as soon as she comes home, because, like, I work from home. So as soon as she shows up, I'm like, oh, my God, you're not going to believe. She's like, I don't want to hear it. Yeah. I, I, I tell her about, like, Omega because That's she doesn't That's, like, the rain. ultimate problem. Like, why would you spoil your wife? You're screwed I need, up. I need I need to talk about it with somebody, right? Well, like, yeah, I saw your tweet. Make you, friends. You it out. You're like, well, you're now like, we oh have gosh. now oh, we have a channel on our Discord you can, we can talk about, about that. And you can reach you that over. I think it was going to be popular. It's been very popular. It's very popular. Uh, Discord.gg slash Gamer Escape. I should make a, a command. A, uh, Twitch <laughs> command for that. Yeah, that's a very good point. I feel really bad there's now also, that somebody uh, tried to use that. There's also a lot of fun theories in it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's some crazy so stuff that happens in that with MSQ. The MSQ. And you're like, oh, but I think it's this. Oh, but I think mm-hmm. it's this. And there's a lot of that in there. So mm-hmm. if that's the sort of stuff you're interested in. Well, and I would I would say that makes what I would think when I look at just the MSQ as a, a why I think it's the it's the, the crown jewel of this patch. Um, mm-hmm. It's because not only just like you said, like I thought I enjoyed every moment of it. It really was just I consumed it, loved it. But your point is is 100 percent like to that. There's a thousand it's... ways this could go, in my opinion, you know, yeah. and so it's like we can now it's like the, the debate and the, the theories and the theory crafting is just on fire because it's, it's like it's oh, really man. funny for me like throughout Stormblood, um at the beginning the story wasn't great to me <laughs> yeah I'm right really i mean and we've been through that. this a million times like they killed xenos you know off like oh great we killed the big bad guy but he was like defeating us multiple times throughout i'm like why could you have kept him around longer and then they kind of did but didn't at the same time is he back? Um, is he? Is he? You know. But now, now that we're kind of past the the halfway point here, it's like the content's not really doing it for me anymore. Like Eureka Pagos is terrible, <laughs> absolutely terrible for fourteen. But now the story is amazing. Yeah. <laughs> so it's interesting like how that flipped around. I don't know. Me. There was there was an entire section of this MSQ that I absolutely hated. And it was right, right. But the the section that you have to do that contains the the battle in it, and mm. it wasn't the battle, right? Okay, so a couple of things, right? I, I've seen a few posts on the official forums bitching about that fight that it was too hard. What? It's broken. You you whiny man babies need to shut up because that that was the first fun solo fight that I've experienced in the entire game. You can break it though. It was great. It was great. I loved it. I had to do it twice because it was I I couldn't play it it twice. I got everybody down to zero. There was was uh, nothing's happening. There was a bug. You got got a bugged one. Yeah, I got I got a bug twice on me. And I was like, by the third by the third time I'm like cleared it. I'm with you the first time. Oh, this is fantastic. By the yeah. third time, I'm like, just for the love of God. Yes. No, no, no. Because you're right. Like, I, I, had, uh, I had died on the meteors phase because I, I hadn't uh, 
I, I hadn't dropped uh, whatever the, the defensive buff is for Dark Knight. So I wasn't doing, you know, the best DPS that I could. And I was just missing it by like a sliver. Yeah. And I was, so, you know, you go back, you readjust. But I can't believe the amount of complaining that I've seen about that fight. Square Enix should never touch that fight, should never tune that fight, should never readjust it. That was actually really good. All of the story around that fight, though, you could have just cut that with the chaff. It was awful, and it was pointless. Oh, I thought it was funny. I like the banter after the fight. That was one of my favorite. I, anything yeah. that really? gets me into that... the Azim step, anything that gets me into that zone, I give an immediate credit. Like, it's like, yeah, it might not get the pa- <laughs> like a full pass, but it will take it from a C to a B for me. Yes, uh, anytime very... I can go into that zone, because it's like, and that's the whole my whole biggest complaint. It's like, Anytime the game brings me into one of their zones that are just, I think, are beautiful, I go, why the hell do I not hang out here? Oh, there's nothing to do. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Namazoo's, man. It was pretty uh, stereotypically anime in a way, but... <laughs> yeah. Very, very. That's why I hated it. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Um, all right, but enough about that. Uh, we'll go first here. Uh, we had a new trial. We had uh, Suzaku. Mm-hmm. Um, very phoenixy. It's yeah, it's it's more of like a phoenix thing. It's not just like a bird, you know, coming from that eleven background or like, oh, it's just a bird. Great. Well, no, this is more of a phoenix thing, which is really interesting when you get into the idea of we already know the four lords tie in with Tenzin, mm-hmm. and if you played fourteen or eleven, you know the relationship that Tenzin had with Phoenix. And there's something kind of similar there in in fourteen, which I think is really cool. Um, but let's talk about the fight. Um, Biako, we had skydiving bullet hell. Yeah, it was its its new thing. Uh, Suzaku, we get DDR. Yeah, that's one of the things that's cool. You see the different symbols, and you're just like, okay, that's the order. Pop, 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 and you just got to run into the. I, I thought that was kind of clever. I don't know how you know if that's going to be something that gets old real quick, but uh, the first two, you know, first two or three times, I was like, I feel like oh, they should fun. take the game and put it in Gold Saucer. Oh, yeah. that game? Yeah, why not? Yeah. It's kind of fun. It's it's easy. It's something you can get. You know, I mean, like, look, if Overwatch yeah. can put DDR. In its new map, I think we can get DDR and the Gold Saucer. I think that's only fair. Sounds that's good cool. enough. Um, the uh, first day that that fight was out, it was glitched. Did anybody experience that? I no. didn't hear about that. It was super fun. Uh, so in, I don't know, second or third phase, uh, she turns into a she and then sitting on a bird, kind of like a yeah. surfboard. The bird goes to the outside of the arena and goes around the outside of the arena. And as it flies through these symbols that are on the outside, the corresponding symbol on a quadrant of the floor explodes. Sometimes she skips the symbol accidentally because of server ticks. So you think that you oh. need to avoid something. You don't. And then at the end of the line, it explodes again. Nice. Nice. I can, I can see how that would make it really fun. Yeah. Super fun. So, I mean, people, even when it's working fine, some people have a problem with it. It really helps to have a, a call out. But, uh, yeah, just, you know, stuff exploding when it's not supposed to. It's super fun. Nice. Mm-hmm. Two I of those the, uh, the, uh, the background after the, uh, the transition. Oh, yes! The skybox it's, is beautiful. Yeah, it's, it's like a, you think like a, like Japanese, like oil paintings or like a cal- calligraphy kind of thing where it's like drawing yeah. like clouds and stuff. It looks really cool. I think it looks, they did a really cool job with that arena. I definitely, um, I was taking my static through last night and uh, everybody had died while I was teaching them the symbol ground thing. I was like, just take a moment, everybody, and look at the sky. Appreciate it. I loved the the first time I did it, watching uh, watching our tank try to figure out the DDR part. 
He just, Aww. he kept facing, like, every other direction except the one he needed to. And I'm like, it's DDR! Like, face the arrow! You just, well, wasn't... and then you get those, you get the stacking damage up, which is just, you know, in and yeah. of itself, a lot of fun. I definitely... You're like, you're like all right, I earned this. Yeah. <laughs> if I try and do it with WASD, I always miss the last one. Always. So for the longest time, I, was, I, I play on legacy mode because I play Bard, and I don't want to turn yeah. around when I'm running, right? So... Uh, I would switch to standard mode while it was charging up to have the arrows, and then I would switch back to legacy mode when the arrows were done and it was wow. charging up to do its two hour. Until I figured out, because uh, if you uh, hold down right click and just sort of turn with it, it's, it's frankly yeah. the easiest way to do it. But if you uh, look above and use the mouse to just sort of click in the right direction, that also works. So I started doing that and not having to switch. Yeah, I just okay. I just tilt my camera, so I'm just looking straight down, and I just. Yeah, it's pretty easy. Um, Omega, the final part of Omega. Did you it guys was good. I, I... You don't like it? So I was chugging, I shaking head it. over there. Oh, okay. I, I, I enjoyed it. What I didn't enjoy was the second fight's recycling of music. I guess. Oh, uh, the A A A2's recycling of music? Yeah. Okay, I was like, which And now the song drops from it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, that's that's true, but it's like, okay. we've heard that song so many times, and I guess, yes, it is the theme of a character, but at the same time, it's like, it. there's know, a lot of, of stuff they've been doing in Stormblood that just feels lazy. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah, I get, I get <laughs> so much that. I get yeah. so much crap for like like I, I yeah. any slightly critique of the game and people are like, you hate it, why don't you own sub? It's like actually the opposite. I love the game. I have my fear is they're working on something big and then it, they're not. Like if they're not working on something big, then it, they, I'm gonna hit a wall and it's like, well, okay, that was a big, I'm a huge letdown. But I just, I keep everything, especially with this MSQ, especially with what, what essentially the theme is here. like the recycling things, but we're not really seeing what we've seen in the past from the team. It, it, yeah. the, the, the engineer, the software developer in me goes, they are working on something and it's, and I hope it's as big as I want it to be. They're still just going back and forth on Blitzball. If they, if they, they need to, they, <laughs> if they have not made a decision on that. The last year and a half, they're like, so do we make it more like the one in 10 or do we make it? No, no, no. I want it to be uh, something like uh, an assault on Garlemald that they're working on, yeah. figuring out how to, how to make that work. Yeah, I say just bring I mean, the campaign. They've got to do. They've got to do something because I mean, it's mm -hmm. it's just it's painfully obvious the amount of copy paste work that's happening in FF14 these days. Yep. And I mean, you know, we've been calling it out on Limit Break Radio for the better part oh, yeah. of the year. We caught on to this back in Heaven's Word when, when we started to work into these same ruts. Mm -hmm. And it's just, it, Stormblood, at least to me, has seemed like an expansion of all rut. And, and now we're just in this place where it's like, where do we go from here? Because, I, I, I mean, like, what, where do we actually, for 5.0, yeah. go from here? Does Square Enix continue on their path that they've been on, trying to get new people in you know, under the tent, or do they start trying to double down on the people that they've had, right? Yeah. When, mm -hmm. there, there needs to be at some point a switch and a refocus 
from bringing new people in to keeping the people that you already have. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I I did that. uh, I did a video um, why 14 is dying. And that's kind of what I ended up seeing from the comments. People who played since 1.0, the the further back you've played, the more likely you're to agree with basically what Nero just said. the, the, the newer you are, there's a lot of content for you. There's a lot of game for you, and it's definitely new and exciting. And I, I, that's the, the conclusion that I've, I've kind of reached. It's like, what are they doing? Um, and it, you know, I, I've kind of boiled it down to the problem of progression, that it's like, what are, like, XP is worthless at Cap. There's so much content. There's, like, the the game is, world is worthless at Cap. It's I mean, worthless. Yeah. Right, but it's like, there is so much content that we drop immediately by the wayside yeah. Uh, so you look at fates, you look at like, yeah, you're like, I don't want to do fates. I don't want to do leaves. Yeah, I'm with you. But like, it becomes completely irrelevant once you don't need it for XP. It becomes com- like uh, dungeons. Like we just like, hey, we've made all these great dungeons and we're going to let you run the same two over and over and over and over again. Yeah. So you hate them <laughs> and then you never want to see them again. But then there's like 70 dungeons behind you that it's like, oh, we don't do anything with those. Yeah. Uh, I think and they're it's- trying to add more items that people will want to go back for. Like they tried that with songs and that kind of worked, but uh, the new one for people who are interested in housing. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Saint- role play feature, like where they can put yeah. the tags and stuff. Oh, no, Saint, Saint, is it Saint Mosians? Yeah, Something the like Arboretum. The Arboretum. I, just, I just call it the Arboretum. Yeah, the Arboretum. I, I do not know how to pronounce that first word. Yeah. <laughs> That would be uh, they, mocaine. It's sort of like when you take mushrooms and you chop them up with your cocaine. Mocaine. Got mocaine. We'll <laughs> go with it. I'm just going to have to be like, hey, Nate, how do I say this word? I don't know. There's okay. a housing thing that drops from that. It's a partition oh, really? that has just like solid plants on it because people huh. love to do that, right? That's that's a new thing. Interesting. So I think maybe in the future we'll see more stuff dropping from just dungeons yeah. that people well, that enjoy different aspects of the game are going to I mean, want. and that, that helps to a point, but it's it's yeah, more just, like a Band-Aid, you know? Yeah, no, I, I agree. And I'm actually much more in, in Bryn's camp on this one. Uh, you know, I, I think that there is such a glut of content that is sitting at the 50 and 60 caps mm-hmm. that they could go and space out. There's no reason to have that kind of content stuck at at the caps that it's at and if you think about it anyone who came in you know uh during Stormblood, they don't have any context for you know two-thirds of the dungeons that sit at the 50 cap why not try and and recontextualize or re-incentivize some of those some of those you know pieces of content that are literally sitting around and collecting dust and and nate here's the big kicker all the work from a coding perspective is done for yes. that. They yes. can they can take the they like that's where from an investment perspective, like yes, it's copy paste. You scale it up every time you beat the dungeon, you let the dungeon level up. You say, well, now the dungeon monsters are level eighty. Good luck. We don't care. Like right. there's no <laughs> it, it's self adjusting dynamic content. But you look at Heaven on High and Palace of the Dead. You look at all these other systems. Like Heaven on High and Palace of the Dead introduced modifiers. Those modifiers can easily be applied. And so as you want a deeper challenge, you just turn on more modifiers, you let the game handle it. And then all of a sudden, guess what? You're running the dungeon and you've got pox and like, how can you do it? How do you manage it? You're not auto, right. you know, it's like they have everything they need. And it's, I've kind of, I've kind of expressed that Stormblood is sitting on a mountain of potential energy. It's not, it, ARR had a lot of kinetic energy, energy mm-hmm. in motion. Um, and then it's slowly, as we've gotten to this point, it's shifted more into potential. Like they've already done the work. It's just a matter of taking right. the deck of cards, shuffling it together, and, and there you go. 
Um, I think there's a technical hurdle that the game is really facing. And there was an interview that just came out from Yoshi P and DualShockers talking about mega servers, uh, essentially that being some kind of destination. And you look at your, and I look at that and I look at Eureka, like we talk about like Fusion, you said that Eureka Pagos is, is garbage. I think the reason why it's that way is literally they don't have the technical uh, hurdles overcome yet. And that's that Eureka is an instance content because overall as a part of the data center that we're like some of us are on, but regardless Primal and Aether, um, the fact that we can't do open world content together, that's why Eureka had to become instance. So we, the problem I have with Eureka is I can't invite people into it. Like if I'm getting online and somebody, and like, let's say we're all playing together and then, oh, Nate's running late. Oh, guys, we got to drop. You know, we, we spent all this time trying to form this group and that's just wasted time. Right. <laughs> you know, yeah. it's like, it could be good content. It's just, I think when I look at it, they've created the instances of the instance. So you, they can instance individual zones. What they hopefully will do is that they'll basically turn it into shards where it doesn't matter what server you're on, you're on the data center. And then all of a sudden they can overcome and hopefully then introduce open world content because now you don't have to work because we're running maps like as the, the pre-show what are you doing i do maps i love it but i'm limited to the selection of people on my server so how do we get over how do we overcome that and that's that's where when i'm looking at the dual shockers interview when i'm looking at it i'm hoping i i think that's where they're going that's what he says he's what they're doing but that's where i i, I fall back to it's potential energy it's that's it, where we shifted it's really interesting that you bring up that point because i've never really thought about that that the type of content that Square Enix has been developing, including things like Lords of Verminion or, um, you know, Heaven on High, mm -hmm. they're they're more made for, um, uh, you know, a, a large population sitting on, you're right, like a like a single shard or yeah. um, having the entirety of the pool of the population available for that. It, the problem really rears its ugly head when you start fragmenting that and you start segmenting the population. And the more you segment it, the less potential pool for people there are to participate in any given event. Correct. And I think that that's I think that's a great point. You know, we've moved incrementally that way between you know party finder and dungeon finder and cross world link shells and all of that stuff but all of those have very clearly only been band-aids and have been very bad band-aids at that this the the cross world link shell was quite possibly one of the worst design features of ff14 uh, excuse me sir you haven't touched uh, mannequins yet have you no i have not i have not <laughs> Um, but, the, you know, like from from that point of view, I do think, you know, if they moved into a uh, single shard direction, that that would be really beneficial for the the way that the game operates, the way just being making sure that there are enough people to fill any given event. Mm -hmm. Right. So imagine then if you like you're out in the open world and right now, like it says, oh, the the desired population for this uh, for Thanalan is uh, 200 people or 150 people. Well, then it the system balances that out and it says, oh, we you know, there's 160 people here. So then it says, OK, we're just going to make you know, we're just going to move people into the next instance and balance that accordingly. Right. And from that perspective, all of a sudden, then you can bring back a lot of uh, open world content. Fates can become relevant. I mean, they still need to fix the problem with XP at cap. They should. Sure. They should just give you paragon levels. I, I'm going to talk about that this week, but I don't want to just 
rail on it on, on the happy anniversary <laughs> right radio uh, yeah right but, but like to silence point like would i want every open world zone to be like eureka uh, kind of you know it's like i love some of the concepts like it speaks to my 11 player in me it speaks sure. to the danger of traveling in this zone but you can't do that in the way that the original zones are set up you have to make sure that there are people there to, to have your back and to help support you and if, if no one's there no nothing's going to happen with it and the other side of it is i also look at it from a budget cost right mm-hmm. we would get pissed off like all of us would be mad it's like why are they investing their time in this content that no one's going to do it's like they gotta they have to look at solving the, the the open world player problem and that that problem that they've been doing band-aids for otherwise it is going to be like pvp people like i see it all the time complain about pvp i happen to enjoy it but the problem is is that they're still seg- it's such a small segmented community so they're looking they're talking about cross data center stuff to help you know improve the volume of people playing so you get right. faster matches and thus people don't feel like they're just throwing money at this content that isn't for them it's like you know like the game's a theme park it's trying to appeal to all these different things but there's just things that i think i'm i'm hoping for and that's where it comes down to it. that's where it's like i think they're working on something big i think they're trying to solve this problem and i if, if i'm wrong i'm going inevitably to be pretty upset about it isn't that <laughs> yeah. how guild wars 2 uh, kind of works server-wise in a way um yeah, they, they, still have have, they still have servers and things like that but like when, yeah. when playing but you can hop it almost like they will they'll say hey this, there's not that many people in this zone right now do you want to switch to a more populated zone and then you the player have the option to choose yeah um but it's well, their open world content it's so everything's synced to the zone so mm-hmm. like anytime you go into the zone xp has a value like Everything is like there's a reason to be there, even at a level cap, you, because people can still paragon level past whatever. So when right. you're playing that game, it's it, there is a value in playing with other people because everything is really driven around their their fates kind of thing. So there's it, for you know you want to be playing with other people, so it kind of does that for you. Like, can't you switch servers like with a click of a button if you have a friend on that server? Yeah, you can click you can them ghost. and you hop over. Yeah, you can ghost or you yeah. can permanently transfer. So permanently the the technology, awesome. the code is is there. Mm-hmm. Do it. But how so, much so spaghetti code of 1.0 are we running on? Yeah. Like how much that's spaghetti that's code of 1.0? If you have servers, do you lose on? your house? That's sort of crap. Uh, <laughs> uh, F housing, dude. Like, <laughs> delete it. I am. I slick. love housing. I know, and I love that it has glamour and it has housing. But I, it, I, Just- and we're gonna be on a, a fan fest. And you're going to, I don't swear. I don't like to swear. I like to, I used to have a problem with it. So I, it's like an alcoholic. I don't like, you know, I try not to dip back in it. You will hear me audibly curse if we get up there with the Q&A and it's like housing, glamour, can I bunny this? Oh, it's going to be. Oh, that's dear. exactly what it's going to be. Oh, dear. Right now. I promise it won't be me. Like, no. He's well, the guy who bathed the game. Tell him what you want. Don't you like? You could ask for anything. This isn't a Q and A. This is a request session. Tell couldn't, him you, couldn't you, in theory, solve some of that problem by making, uh, instead of housing plots, individual houses instanced? Right. Yes. Yes. So, yes. Gardening in in your apartment. Yeah. If apartments are instanced. Just give them the ability to plant some gardens, and then you have every possible feature that you could right instead of instead of zoning into a zone you zone directly into your front yard and then boom you're done i think a a part of that is they they had this idea of a and it's a great concept in concept right it's the idea of neighborhoods and we saw this back in like one of the first starlight celebrations right like people had to put trees on their lawns and you could interact with them for the the quest or for for that event and that Mm -hmm. was really cool uh and then they never did anything like that ever again 
But how so now, like that's that thing is like it's not like I'm in my neighborhood and I'm seeing my neighbors. I'm seeing yeah. my neighbor's house, and yeah, I can right. go visit housing. But back to the whole thing that we've just kind of like, I, I like I like to play the game. I like to interact with people. One of the coolest things they did was the 2.0 feature. Whenever you see your friends, like people are on your friends list, their name tags are different. You can see them out in the open world, and you're like, hey, buddy, I, oh, cool, let's go do so. It it, it leads you to like maybe even sure. going and running content together because it's like, oh, I didn't know you were online because it doesn't notify me when my friends come online. Right. It's going to turn it out just, that this big thing they've been working on this whole time, Ryan, is trying to get everybody to interact more. Housing will be instanced. We'll be able to just hop servers on a dime. All the stuff you're asking for right now, that's what they're working on. I mean, well, hopefully. That's, I mean, that ties into what we're you know not going to talk about in the MSQ. <laughs> <laughs> but what yeah. am I, you know, going, going back to instant stuff in Eureka, I think mm -hmm. one of the biggest issues with that content is the timer um, yeah and you yeah. you also you, you get a timer to a, if it's not instanced right and you you get to a point too where new people can't come in so you'll get to a point where you have a whole zone of people trying to pop certain nms and then people just start leaving they're either timing out or they're just leaving and nobody new is coming in and so you get to a point where there's 30 people left and everybody's like well this is a dead instance and they all leave yeah yeah Exactly. But that like uh, the two like the two things as a gamer and a dad that I need for Eureka to actually be relevant. And they fixed this in, in 11. That's what actually brought me back to 11 level sync. And then the other one is like, can I invite my friends into the instance? Like, no, let's not, not make it instanced anymore. But the only, they have to have that because if you made Eureka by server, it's dead content on day one. Oh yeah, totally, totally. Yeah, and I, mean, and I think the I, I've been I've been playing a lot of Elder Scrolls Online, and nice. the thing that continually nice. surprises me about that game and impresses me about that game is how much it scales, how yeah. drastically it, you know you can have a a party with a champion point member six seventy and uh, you know paired with a level twenty player mm -hmm. and. Yeah, that, that level 670 dude is going to do a lot of damage or whatever, but it doesn't feel like he's like owning the instance, right? Mm -hmm. yeah. Like, and, and as a level 20, you don't feel like you're not putting in work, right? Like, it actually makes it feel like a very cohesive experience among that range of levels. And yeah. as someone who's been playing MMOs for a long time, I didn't think that that was possible. <laughs> um and and they've they've totally made it possible and uh and it wasn't that way at launch it wasn't like that no, way that was that was with the one ESO and got our whole group got separated because some people hit cap and then it's like well we're still leveling it up and now that like every time i've gone in my brother's like you know he's at cap i'm like yeah i'm, I'm the level 20 guy and he's yeah. the guy who spends all his time there Exactly. And and I had I had helped beta test it. And uh, when I had beta tested it, I didn't like the way that the zones were uh, fragmented by level, right. which is something that you see in a lot of MMOs. Right. And something that FF14 does a lot of. And when they did Tamriel Unbound, it was sort of like they were like, how can we make it so that someone can start in any zone work through the quests and still be able to get something out of it, XP, coin, whatever. Mm -hmm. And they figured out the balance to make that work. And they completely did away with the idea that, hey, this zone is from one to 14. This zone is from 12 to, you know, whatever. They got rid of that concept altogether 
and it freed up the entire game and the populace of the game to start and play wherever the fuck they want. And I love that. Like, yeah. it's it's one of the things, it's one of the experiences about ESO that I've continued to like. And the and I know that if I bring somebody in and they're like, hey, want to, you know, grind some dungeons, doesn't matter what my level is, doesn't matter what their level is, we can do that content together. Mm-hmm. That's the beauty of level sync. I think that was a pr- original uh, solution that Eleven brought in originally. Like, it was like, it was foreign at the time and it brought it in and all of a sudden, as a player, it didn't matter if I could play less or more, we could still group together. And because right. you had the merit point system, and I'm not advocating for a true, like the, like a one-to-one merit with 14, there was value in you being at cap and, and, and coming and playing. No, but what that did, though, is is something that, that you were talking about earlier, is that it still made XP have value, value. beyond your level cap. Yeah, And that's the biggest problem that I see with FF14 right now, is that there's none of that, right? Like there's Eureka, you have a, a, a completely separated leveling process. You know, you've got Heaven on High, which will give you a fast forward in your normal leveling, but mm-hmm. there's no additional reason beyond hitting that level cap to continue getting or trying to acquire XP. And still so much stuff gives you XP. Which, exactly. Yeah. That's like 60% of the game that is like no more, no longer applicable to you. Even the challenge log, you're like at cap, you're like, here's zero and then Gil, like I need none of this. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. And I do, and, and you know, again, Elder Scrolls Online has that champion point system, which when I, exp- when I got to that, I was like, oh, this is merits. This is merit points from 11, which is essentially what it is. So many games have that end game progression system that for 14 not to have it seems like a really big oversight. Mm -hmm. And even if it like, and the thing is that I've even thought of uh, put some thought in it, even if it wasn't related to how you performed in battle, like people will talk about like, oh, it'd be great if you could like carry more poetics. Well, why not? Every time I hit a new level that I can I can choose to increase my poetics count or I can choose to reduce my teleport count. Or my movements, like there is so much quality of life that if you want to invest that time in the game and make XP worth something, that they all of a sudden it's like, but, yeah. But what do like, you I, need to hold more poetics for? What do you even need poetics for? Well, that and cap? that's the other thing is that poetics needs to be able to translate into uh, the new talents. It, it, and, I, and I'm never calling that the most efficient way to do end game would be poetics. But at the end of the day, the fact that they're, it, it's like I've got nothing below like 60. Like it's a completely worthless currency for me. People are like you could sell yeah. it for Gil. Like I have no need for Gil in this game. Uh, you know, it's like there is like there there. I keep getting more and more de-incentivized as a part of it. But if let's say two thousand poetics turned into two hundred mendacity right now, like thank yeah. you, I'll take that. I it has some form of you know value, and then we we devalue so much stuff so quickly. Yeah. Um, yeah. Anyway, so, I'm with I'm with Nate. Yeah. So back to the patch. Right now, <laughs> well, if, uh, just like as a plug, really quick for Brian. Yeah. If if, if uh, you guys listening are on board with everything that's been talked about, Brian is all over the forums. Mm-hmm. With posts, I, I, like, I post a video and yeah. and the thing that I like. Hey, do this. Support square. him. Support and the whole point, my whole dream, like I shared this happening. on one podcast, is to be in the interview and be like, Yo, Square. If, if with all respect, here's a design document for it, and it's and it's all focused in on what they've already built and just freaking connecting the dots. Like, just connect this system to this. Like, why can't I level up Eureka by running a roulette? Now, I should have a choice. Like, now, again, not efficient. It doesn't need to be number one, but it's like, if all I can do as a, as a dad right now is run a, a daily roulette and it's like, well, do I want XP 
or do I want EXP? I don't, let me just pick that, you know, if I, if I choose. But anyway, thank you for the plug. Because uh, <laughs> somebody's like, you need to post this to these stage. I just listen to I'm like, I am there fighting the glamour Nazi. Done. All Done. The Join him. Support the cause. Yeah. So we've actually right. been through uh, like two and a half of our many points. So let's keep right. going. Uh, Domen Enclave. <laughs> uh, do we, do it, we talk about Omega? Like, kind of. It's, it's new. Um, I guess they we don't want to talk about music. the bosses. It's we don't want to spoil anything, right? the bosses are spoiling. Who are you going to fight in the raid called Omega? <laughs> Oh, guys, we're totally fighting the chicken. I mean, I guarantee it. Clearly, clearly, we're going back and we're fighting uh, Gilgamesh. It was and, a little uh, fun. The guy from Cape uh, West Wind. Teasing and, people uh, for the last boss. Yeah, because they're like, yeah. they're like, Omega's the third boss. What's the last boss? I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> I, I thought the, the the fights. I they were. I enjoyed the music. I like. I enjoyed the fights. I don't see it as something that I'm going to enjoy that here in a couple of weeks. You know, it's like after you've done yeah. it. About six or seven times and you've gotten your loot and you're like all right <laughs> i do the yeah, mini it, mode twice and then i don't again and then there was i don't know if you guys saw it for uh av or ao um oa oa whatever the third fight in mm -hmm. in this right when you okay. fight omega um yeah. some people have been having issues with the bright flashy lights yes oh really um, yeah. so if that is something you are prone seizures. to yeah Oh, turn wow. turn your animations off. Um, maybe just stay away from that fight if if you can for right now. Um, obviously, I mean there's there's threads all over the place talking about this. Um, hmm. I would Don't assume Square Enix being Square Enix. I mean they they've been doing a lot of like really cool accessibility kind of stuff yeah, for this game. Gonna, they, they um, I would assume they would get on this. Yeah. yeah. So um, keep an eye out for for that kind of stuff. Um, Domin Enclave. Yeah. Domin Enclave. If you, you haven't been about to the paper, Enclave, but it's really it's cool. A, they actually they, yeah. there's a bridge now. There's a whole new section. Mm -hmm. You get to if help. You, uh, if you remember some... how it originally looked and how like the first section looks now, it, it's a it's a big jump. It looks really cool. If you look at the bones of what's now, you can imagine that the last stage of what's gonna be gonna a lot more there. Yeah. yeah. Before be I thought it was like really it's like a square. It's a square. And you're like, yeah. all right, you can make a few things. Now there's like a whole other like area. Mm -hmm. And when, when when we went into Stormblood, we were all because I, I think as much as we just complained about it, like the, I think the expansion launched beautifully uh, outside of like the, uh, the people Robin. trying to hack the system, and bring it down. <laughs> but that's that's uh, you know DDoS. But the outside mm -hmm. of that, like, but like we were like, what's the city we're building? Because every time we built up something, yeah. and then this the interesting twist here though for the Dome and Enclave yeah. is that we actually feel like we're participating in the restoration <laughs> as opposed to. And there's another patch, and now it's bigger, and you know, and this is prepared, and now these features are I, here. I love this, and I think it's a great way to do it. And uh, you know, I was on, uh, on State of the Realm the other week talking with with Happy, and and he thought I was crazy, but I love the idea of just giving the money and then like watching them like make paper. Like it seems like the stupidest thing, but you know, you give them the money, they build these facilities, and then there's this cutscene. They're like making paper, and they're you know doing lanterns and stuff. Like that's really cool to me. I think that's really cool. Um, I don't know if I'll be as excited about helping with rice patties in the first part of this. I think uh, we're supposed to be doing like some schools at some point too uh, with with this uh, update for for Dome and Enclave. But yeah, I love I love the system and it's a great way to just get rid of your NPC garbage. Plus, they uh, boost they boost the uh, percentage that they pay out to you. So something that is a thousand guild, they'll give you like. A thousand eight hundred gil for, and, and it works perfectly. As much as I'll rag on Eureka, all that crap you get from the the lock boxes, just 
take it right over to the NPC. Yeah. They need to put the Eureka dude like next to the basket. That would be very helpful. Like, yeah. Like, they just need to add those drop boxes to the fates out in the open world. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. You can uh, now, if you uh, raise Zloe Aliopa's satisfaction level to max, you can cast Glamours on her if you're into that. That's, that's still weird to me. Like, yeah. Wh why do you want to change the, the chick's clothes? It's strange. It's weird. No judgment. I'm judging. I'm just sorry. Give her, the, give her the snowman outfit, right? You, you have, her, have her be seasonal, be right? Because she runs an orphanage, right? You need to make been, the orphanage yeah. fun for the kids. Mm, I've, sure. been play, I've been playing this game for, what, like eight years now? And uh, <laughs> and I just glamored a few things, and I did my first die. Um, uh, at, what? At event. Yeah, like wow. I do not. Like, that's how much I... Like, wow. Yeah. All right. <laughs> I made my original fortune on Glamour Prisms. Just putting that out there. Oh, I made <laughs> money off of it. Day. I'm not that dumb. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, I'm like, nah, I don't care. You know, like, I don't sit here. I'm like, oh, what should I wear today? Mm. No. I, I suck at that in real life, too. Thank God I'm married. Oh. <laughs> Brian, you're going to meet somebody for business. Dress nice. Okay, good idea. Nice. <laughs> Uh, bonding ceremonies. Now you can celebrate your anniversaries of your uh, eternal bonding. Uh, there's new chapel decorations. Uh, new ceremony favors have been added, um, and there's a new gift for guests as well. I'm so surprised they didn't make us pay for this. No, I thought but this was you know, if, be a cash shop. they do, you can, you can, if you want to, if you want to like upgrade the tier of your your first bonding, if you want to like get that other premium package. Yeah, you can still pay for <laughs> it. You can. Yeah. Um, but there you go. Um, so there's the new uh, shifting altars of Usner. I haven't tried this yet. Um, I do. I do want to get into this Good. at some point. Good. All right, Bryn. Bryn, give us the give us the rundown. I absolutely. Uh, Usner and, and even back when it was the uh, whatever, I forgot what it was in uh, in Heaven's Word now because I've just done uh, Usner. I love it because it's content that is different every time I engage with it. It becomes there's almost a religious or a superstition kind of that can kind of build up between kind of how you play it. And so this one's the whole like roulette wheel. Essentially, mm -hmm. this gets really, like, this really makes me like, man, I want that boss rush mode. Just give me a mode in which that it just throws me boss after boss and then I go until I die. Um, and that's kind of what this is. So it, you, you roll randomly and um, and then just like with, uh, just like the, you know, I guess the, uh, the ones in which that you're in the dungeon, you can even canals. get, uh, yeah, the canals. You can even get um, uh, Admos uh, and uh, and be saved. So it's like that's like he that's spits a, you out. It's so funny. Well, he gets hit by lightning, and then he's like, "Oh my gosh!" You know, that's um, my bad. And so, but it's that, uh, and there's so much like random that can happen, and so you have to adjust to the situation. And it's also very rewarding. And I love personally that every time they've made a, a, an item level adjustment to this game, they've brought that into this system. So it's okay now. All of it is at the minimum two seventy. So that there, you do feel like there can be a challenge. You're not sitting here like just cakewalking through it. And then they throw so much loot at you and rewards that it, that it is very uh, uh, you know interesting. The downside again is that uh, we were running it, and it's like, yeah, you got to find people that are on your server. And I'm and I'm just like, man, it would be so cool if we could all just do this together. And yeah. that's where that's where like again like that brings up the point we've already beat to the you know beaten to the ground, but. Um, this is something like what we talk about, like Omega, and it's like, oh, I enjoyed Omega. Um, I'm gonna do like I'll, I, I have nothing to do in game, but what will I do? I'll do maps until I get, you know, in, in, until you know, 4.5. Uh, 
um i'll do i'll make sure i do omega on tuesday and that's just like omega is kind of what i feel is more throwaway content for me air is something that is at least interesting because you can go in you can laugh you can have a good time and they'll throw stuff at you and they will kill you and then at the same time they'll throw like all of a sudden the, the level's filled with just you're like oh, what is happening <laughs> what is happening you're like are you seeing this it makes perfect for live streaming like it is it is content mm-hmm. that uh it's I, I put it right up there with ultimate like i i would be surprised like if people if anybody's streaming i would say it's that good i think <laughs> it's one thing i really like about it, it, it's two things go ahead, go ahead go ahead um i don't like canals so much because it's like pick a door you picked wrong sucker get out this is yeah. like hit a button good luck sorry you rolled wrong it's like i feel like it's not my fault yeah. <laughs> the other thing well, is yeah. the other thing is um when you open a map you get either or canals or the roulette thing right. and it breaks up the freaking monotony of doing canals over and over and agree a beautiful it was, it's it's boring it is mm-hmm. freaking boring it makes you fall asleep i honestly for the longest time i would get drunk and do it with my friends and just that's my, the only way i could do maps my only it's complaint is they, they cap you at five rolls uh in it and my thought is like i've never gotten five rolls we we've always gotten, we've gotten four. four multiple times yeah, uh, we always get to four, and then uh, Tomo's spits us out. Now, the real kicker here, guys, so this, like, again, like, it could go a thousand different ways. The exclamation mark is a multiplier on your rewards, but then once you get it, it goes and continues on. So then it's only options are getting kicked out or multiplier. So, and the multiplier is a, a bigger fight, a, big, a bigger boss, an elder yeah. summon, essentially. So it just keeps stacking and stacking, and like you get, and that's if you get it, like, and you're never, never guaranteed. The elephant just, I don't know if it's going to do anything different at any point, spawn this cute little elephant. I'm like, do we kill it? Like, it looks cute. <laughs> what do we do? And then he's like, did you come here for treasure? We're like, yeah. And he's like, here, have a ton of treasure. And he just, get, you know, just like, <laughs> Dawn's like, oh, here's a $10 million, you know, uh, 10 million gil minion. Good luck. <laughs> you know, it's just like, Jeez. thank you, buddy. Um, this totally paid for my evening. I think you know? that the the elephant actually does always spawn. Like if you look at okay. the patch notes, uh, I figured it did, but it was just like he's like Prince of Uznir yeah. or something like yeah. that. Yeah, he's got a name. I forget what it is. So it, it's just it is it is content that at he's least right on. now is I feel is more repeatable and uh, because of its uh, variety. I think variety is the spice of life, and we haven't had a lot of it. On the flip side, if you don't like to do maps, they sell pretty well. They do. And so like, yeah. if you're gathering and stuff like that, like uh, with obviously with the interest that the, the price of maps is up, is up much higher right now, but um, they, I, yeah. I think they typically, I mean, you can, you can make good money um, off of that. If, if that's what you're go, go uh, mine one up while you're in roulette it. while you're waiting in queue, just go grab one. They're easy to get. Yeah, exactly. That's what we need. Clear out your inventory. Cause yeah. you're going to get a lot of crap. You need, you need, we yeah. need more stuff to do while we wait in queue. There you go. <laughs> and uh, as somebody who doesn't typically do DPS, but is leveling them for the guides and stuff and stuff. Oh dear lord! Like oh gosh! Like <laughs> to say like okay, I can go do this. Like there's not even Battlecraft leaves from sixty to seventy. As much as like I'm not advocating for more leaves. It'd be so much easier if we just had more guild quests I that we could them. just queue up and remember guild quests. Guild quests. Your guild tests or guild whatever the hell. I don't yeah. even remember what I they were. Yeah, guild tests, right? So yeah. Long. Back in the day. Um. All right. So. Uh, we did talk a little bit earlier about how we would like to go back, and there's all these dungeons and stuff that are just kind of sitting there. Well, now we can go back and do Wanderer's Palace hard mode and the vault with mm-hmm. our squadron. It's so- interesting the, the the cadence in which they're reintroducing <laughs> these things. Because I was like, oh, it's, yeah. nope, that's thrown in the vault there. Okay. 
not Vault still makes zero sense from a from a lore perspective. Like all these dungeons, sure, you go back, you're killing monsters and training, you know, whatever. The vault. What do you, you just like you grab your, your NPC squad and you're like, alright, who wants to kill some priests? Like, what? That doesn't make any sense. Um but yeah, and I like you the can vault, unlock though. I, I, I like didn't the mind the vault. Yeah, but yeah. going back to it seems really weird. Um but anyway, um you can get uh your new grand company rank, you can go up to captain. Uh, you'll be able to hold 90,000 seals if you do that. Um, it, what's course, that tied behind? Through. Because I can't to, see... To do it, you need to have done five individual dungeons with your squadron. Okay, thank you. you. It's not It's yeah. not five dungeons. It's five individual dungeons. Thank you. I had you. to explain to this Great. to like two or three people, and they've been very disappointed afterwards because they've run the dungeons, like one yeah. same dungeon over and over again. I'm like, you wasted your time, buddy. Yeah, thank no. you. I, that's where yeah. I was like, I know there's something I'm going to ask the guys and see if they know. And thank you very much. I appreciate it. Because yeah. I was like, well, it's not letting me apply. Five dungeons, and then they give you a flagged mission, and then you just send your squad out on it. Okay. And they come back, they're like, congratulations, you're awesome, you're a captain, have fun. <laughs> See, here's here's my thing. They're like, hey, would you like to be a captain? It's like, um, am I not already? No, if you take a group of event, event oh, excuse me, hold on, just give me a minute. Um, I just helped liberate two nations? Yeah. That That's not enough? Now I gotta go babysit these people? You need some They're like, yes, and we can also offer you a fantastic uh, array of I-55 gear <laughs> for your trouble. When I'm I was sold. looking at that, I was so disappointed. Like, two of the things look kind of cool, and all of it is useless. Yeah. I just, I don't know. Squadron, the squadron NPC thing, like, could have been cool. It's just, eh. I don't know. Not I my mean, thing. Maybe people, maybe some other people. I bet it is good. It. I bet absolutely 100% yeah. new people are like, oh, this is great. If I have to wait in queue, it doesn't matter. Blah, blah, blah. But I don't care. All yeah. my jobs are 70. I'm never going to do this. I don't care. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, I don't have any reason to check it out. Right. Um, new craftable items uh, the company workshop. You can get that Otter House skin. Uh, new voyage destinations have been added for your submarines. Uh, submarine why rank are has they been still doing that? Like, why are they still doing that feature? I, I, I understood it when it was kind of connected to Diadem, but now that it's been completely disconnected from any outside it's, event, it's a retainer venture. It's just an yeah, elaborate retainer. That's all it is. To what yeah. end? Like. A more gill? I, okay, yeah. I guess. Yeah, whatever. There's my, a, my free company of, of two people. I just I take it. care of all that stuff, and so it's just little bits of income for me. Whatever. But certain things you can only get from it, so they're pretty. They're pretty. If you want the item, no, but I'm with that's Nate. The only way I'm, to get it. I'm with Once Nate, you get to a point, though, it's easy to get. It's like I like the concept of how it related to the diadem. But they let that just die, and yeah. then it's like, okay, well, is it going to relate to Eureka yeah. in any way? No. Okay. That'll be that'll Sucks. be the stage at Fan Fest. We're closing Diadem. <laughs> but Diadem, we tried. I the, it wasn't good. We it. tried just again. Like, it still wasn't great. We're just well, same thing with done. Eureka. It's like, um, you know, why can't I just go into the zone? Like, or why can't that? You know, that the concept they have with the fates and the and different levels of monsters, I thought was fascinating. I thought it was interesting, and it was rewarding. Because fates drop these little lock boxes that you could just roll for stuff, and it's like, why? Why isn't that everywhere? Anyway, uh, new housing furniture, furniture items have been added. Um, mannequins. All right, I need to take a minute here. Yeah, yeah. Um, I haven't messed with it, so I'm gonna go get drinks. Yeah. Each of us has so, something we ran. So about mannequins. People have been wanting mannequins for a while. We just have want they? to be able to display gear. That's all we want to do. Square Enix. It's like, you know, 
we should make this needlessly complicated. So you have to tie it to a retainer. You can sell bundles of equipment from it, but people have to go to your house. It doesn't make any sense. I, I set up my first mannequin uh, a couple days ago, and I went to put stuff on it. If you choose to... Even if you're not selling stuff on the mannequin, if you just want to display gear on it, each piece of gear takes one of those 20 slots you have to sell stuff. If your retainer oh is God. selling 20 things, you can't put, you cannot display gear on the mannequin. It's the <laughs> stupidest thing. PS3 limitations? Not anymore. It can't be anymore. <laughs> it's just, I, it's so stupid. I don't know why they decided they had to add all this extra crap onto the mannequins. All we wanted to do was display gear. Nobody's going to, like, be shopping the market board. Oh, I like this set of gear. Let me send this person a tell and find their house and buy it from them. That's stupid. So they why can't would... buy the sets off the market board? No, you have to go, you have to send, you can see the player that listed it. You have to send them a tell, find out where their house is, go to the house, find the mannequin, and buy it off the mannequin. Like, I thought you were supposed to be able to teleport to it or whatever. Like, I, 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 well, maybe, maybe you can. I, that was, that was how I, I read it. It was like, because agreed, like, regardless, this is not a feature we needed on our mannequins. We just needed it to display stuff. Yeah. Bring it back, man. It was so successful. Yeah, and then you have to select a job for the mannequin because, God forbid, you mix and match job gear. Like, it's just... You had one job, Square. Just let us display our armor and a weapon on a mannequin. I think that's then, still a 1.0 spaghetti code limitation. Uh, no. It's stupid is what it... I don't know what, what the deal is. They It's 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 stupid. Classes all they had to do was make a, a damn mannequin and like, they even let, messed let that up. Let you equip different weapons and let's all make about the job stone. Simple as that. Call the best it. part yeah. about mannequins is that you can get them from NPCs. You don't have to worry about the market board, and that's it. Yeah, they're not like crazy, stupid, expensive. You don't have to do BCNMs to collect each piece of the mannequin <laughs> to put together. <laughs> so that's that's so nice. You it, but you're like, Ugh. yeah, it's just man, it was so easy to do, and yet they just they messed it up. Uh, estate tags, if you want to put A tags nice on your for role playing. Yeah, I if you're if like, you're into that I and the like idea that. of like neighborhoods or something, you can do that. Uh, newer Kester Green roles have been added, um, which reminds me, they did announce the in-game items that'll be coming with the uh, five-year anniversary like best of album that they announced. Um, we'll be getting orchestrian roles for the Shinryu and uh, Sukomi fights in uh, like an eight-bit style. Hmm. So we'll be getting we'll be getting that stuff. Yeah. Um, Let's see. A new seed for flower pots. Nobody cares. Um, I do. Okay. She's trolling. She's trolling. She can't even hold it. Uh, the the new gate leap of faith has been added to the gold saucer. If you like jump puzzles, I don't. Uh, I, I will say though, though, it was it was great watching Yoshida do this during their fourteen hour live stream because he got. I don't know how far he got up overall, right? But he gets up there and then he falls and he just kind of has this look on his face. I'm like, that's exactly how I feel about jump puzzles. <laughs> Nailed it. Now you know how we feel. Um, He's a real human being. <laughs> um, they've adjusted uh, MGP rewards just kind of all over the place, probably to help kind of even it out with uh, the the higher amounts that you're getting from some of the new stuff. Like fashion report, MGP reward was crazy. Um, compared to everything else, so they've uh, raised the the payout on a lot of other stuff as well. Um, we have drums now for performance actions. If you want to, you know, if you wanted a timpani or a bongo or cymbals, now you can. 
I got faked out by drums already. Like I was listening to to some new music somewhere. Don't remember where. Somebody whipped out the bongos and was playing them. And I'm like, that doesn't sound. This music doesn't sound like it ought to have bongos. Locate person with. Oh, okay, never mind. Sorry. <laughs> it just uh, faked me out. If, if yeah. they introduce hacky sacks, I'm gonna be back in college. Oh, God. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think hacky sack is a musical instrument, so I it think need uh, be, people might be waiting a while for that one. Like kicking around. Hacky sack pet, you can kick to each other. Exactly, yeah. If uh, if you're one of those people that uh, has registered the Final Fantasy XIV companion app on your phone, you can now type in slash tombstone. Look how angry you are. Uh, <laughs> I hate this. This is so dumb. It's it's not it's only is it dumb, but it's like money. I haven't even touched the app since I since I did register it. It's Such just like it's, a waste. It's terrible. Don't buy it. Certainly not. Right. Well, hey, don't do that. But it's that when they when they said there was a premium plan, I was like, oh, gosh. But then, like, I uh, completely misunderstood what they were going for. I thought I was going to be able to, like, oh, Link Shell's talking. Let me go ahead and message them. Or uh, mm, the no. fact that they have a scheduler and it's not in the game. Like, I, I need it more in the game. So when people not come in, it's like, hey, by the way, we're going to do maps on Friday. Like, oh, great. You know, nope. And then it's like, it's literally just like, I have Discord. I know how to text people. Uh, why is this even a? This has always been the problem with with Square Enix trying to make these kind of systems. It's that people that are doing that kind of stuff already have a system to do it, mm-hmm. um, and so they're not going to move over to whatever Square does because chances are it's not going to be that great. Discord um, integration, like APIs exist, and we've talked about add-ons, and we uh, to the point where yeah. we eventually gave up on them because it's like. You know, you can only be told they're coming. Though, so though, times. I think we, we we do have a hint of that. We'll 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 touch on here shortly. Okay. Um, but Ooh, yeah, yeah, it's let's just, get me off the app. I, I can I'm remember pissed off as soon it. as they announced the the, the new lodestone. They're like, yeah, we're gonna have like forums for free companies and schedulers and stuff. I'm like, okay. By this point, 1.0 had been out for years. Anybody that's doing that stuff is already using something else. Nobody's gonna move to this system. Um, you have to make you, it better to make it a, to make the sell. Like, you it, have to make it, yeah. Like put in a little effort. Like I mean, obviously, right? People work to make the the companion app, right? Because it's been in, in the works for a while. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to be nice about it, but like, I, it's it's yeah. garbage. It, there's but no reason. The whole thing about the companion app is that if you go to each of your retainers and uh, bring them down, look at what's on them, put them back up, it actually will refresh their timer in game. So if you're on vacation or something, you can keep your retainers up and the, that's it. The whole hmm. the redeeming thing that I was hoping for, cause I was like, oh, okay, I can't talk with my free company. I can't talk with Link Shells. Oh, maybe this will be easy. And it's not, it's slow. Like, it's not like if it was fast, like, oh, pop, 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 man, that's so easy. No, it's like, it's actually for me. Like I, I get the whole vacation piece, Mm. Yes, there you go. That's the only thing. That's it. It's like, oh, guess what? Like I'm with, like with Fusion. I work from home. You know what's easy? Just to log into the game, do what I needed to do with my retainers, and you can log in quicker than it takes the app to load. It, like it, it is faster for me to log in on PC yeah. than this app is so slow. And I'm like, and I hope maybe they're like, oh, this is the like the first step of it, and they're going to work it out. But honestly, it's. I haven't seen that. It's like I've been long calling Eureka the uh, kind of the public test realm or the or the relic test realm. It's like they're throwing stuff in there. They're experimenting. Are there? Are we going to see the fruition of it? And the, the we, we, app has a long way to go yeah. before it actually may, like has any value. And then remember it's, when uh, when it was coming out, uh, there there was a little note that was uh, coupon nuts were going to be capped. 
The cap is two. At two. 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 Mm-hmm. You don't get. You don't even get like five. You get two. Like, and then if, I, you pay, if you, you get ten. if you log yeah. in and you don't immediately hit a button to go check stuff and like spend a coponut, you waste one. Mm-hmm. You're already capped. And so you, if you pay the premium monthly fee, don't. you get ten. And if you don't want to be capped at ten, you can just throw them money. And they, and you can buy any number of coins. Why is it capped at all if you're giving them money? Exactly. Mm-hmm. Don't the give them money. Stupid. And and you know we as as we're ragging on all this stuff like you know the app and, and Eureka and stuff. Uh, experimentation is good, right? They're it's not I, I they're, they're not not exper- like all this stuff is they're they're testing the waters. They right? need to take risks. What they're doing it with it though is they're just showing. But they don't a, know what they're crazy doing. Crazy amount of or incompetency while doing this experimental content. My my theory is that Yoshi P is too effing busy. He has <laughs> been promoted and he's over the whole freaking uh, group Division five edition. Yeah. And like your rants that you posted, uh, you know your opinion pieces on the on the side talking about like the uh, the scar. Oh, don't even get me started on the white raven and the scar of Wonders. Because it's a, is he too busy? Like yeah, he's doing producer no and director. Well, and here's and here's the thing, right? Are they working him too hard to where things? You know, he can't see everything. He's got to delegate. You're gonna no, and I and I totally agree with that, right? Like even yeah. even back at E3, we we were talking about fashion report, and he's like, you know, I can't oversee every minute detail. Mm-hmm. Um, and I and I get that, um, but when there's multiple times where they, you know, I'm going to talk about it. the scarf of wondrous wit. We already had the crap with the white ravens. Yoshida came out, apologized. He said, "We'll learn from this." Literally a week later, two weeks later, didn't hey, learn this, from it. The scarf that that has always been uh, for contests. We literally just the same day on the lodestone, you have the announcement for winners for a contest. One of the selectable prizes for those people was the scarf. Mm-hmm. That same day, the last post is, "Hey, you can buy this for fifty gil next week." What the hell? Yeah. Nobody caught this anywhere and said people might have an issue with this. Nobody. I get that Yoshida can't look at everything, but Yoshida's not the only person working over there. There's yeah. PR. There's community. There's the other devs. There's the people making the NPCs. Nobody caught this. Right. Do not try and play devil's advocate fusion on this. He will punch you. It's through stupid. The it is stupid. I don't think I, I honestly I don't think anyone cares enough anymore that that they're not they're clearly not thinking about what these items mean. They're they're much more distant from the emotional connection. And they admitted as much when they had said, you know, apologized for the white yeah. raven earrings and then to, to, to turn around in just a week later do that with the scarf it's like you guys don't understand how you're rewarding your audience you guys don't understand that having an exclusive item that other people don't have gives you some kind of status or at least it should in theory yeah and and that's that's been part of my problem with with ff14 talked about gear lust on your podcast numerous totally there's nothing if 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 everyone can have access to everything, if it's so ubiquitous that you could just pay 50 gil and hey, it's yours because you feel like you're missing out on it, then, you know, like, is there a difference between paying the 50 gil or winning a contest? There's really not like at the end of the day, somebody who walks past you and sees you with that item is not going to go, oh, hey, that person must be a creative person or they won a contest. They go, oh, that person paid 50 gil. Whoop-de-f*** you. 
Yeah. <laughs> well, and the best part too is those white ravens, they're still stored in your armoire under the exclusives tab. Yeah. <laughs> like, come on. Um, it's it's tone deaf. It's tone deaf to one of the problems that, that the community has openly said has been a problem for years, and that's been motivation. How you're trying to motivate your player. Mm-hmm. The, the idea that everything can be ubiquitous and that we all hold hands and sing kumbaya at the end of the day is is just not true. It, it's And, I mean, yeah, you can make a game where you do that, but it's a boring game. That's the problem, is that it's horrendously boring, and you will drive the people who have been playing the longest Elsewhere. out. Yes, exactly. And and that's that's at odds with what we've seen with the way that people treat MMOs or or have a relationship with MMOs. People want when they when they buy an MMO, they want that to be a, you know, several year commitment. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I know it's turned into now like, oh, my friends are playing this game. I've got to play it, too. But uh, somewhere along the line, MMO developers have lost sight of of what the appeal of playing an MMO is. And that may be a side effect of just all games going multiplayer, all games going online, or having some kind of online component. Now it's just expected to kind of come along with the product. But I, I just don't know that that expectation is, is fair, and I think that it's done a lot to hurt the genre. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I think, think this goes with what we've been good. saying earlier, earlier too, with how they are... They're focusing on new players and not retainment. And that's that's tied into all this stuff, making these items available. Because, oh, yep. all these new people, they never had access had to it or whatever. You know. Yeah, yeah. There's a value in getting new players. Like, I think that essentially, I've always kind of thought the idea of the, the casual and the hardcore player being at odds is a silly concept. Because the hardcore player needs the casual player to fund the game. And the yeah. casual player needs the hardcore player to give them a goal. Yep. You know, and so it's like they're not like it's a it, there's a really good relationship between it. It's always that's why it's always funny when it's like filthy casuals or stupid hardcore. It's like guys, like at the end of the day, like it, this, this is a, a mutually beneficial relationship. There's you know more of you guys, and so that there's a strength in new players. But but everything we're kind of hitting on what what Nate has talked about is there is the sense, and that's where I haven't lost hope. It is shifted to the the concept of looking at the future, going. Are they investing in the in the franchise? Are they investing in the game? And I think they are. I think from some of the numbers that we've seen, like I hopefully it's not all investing in marketing because then at the end of the day, that's just like, oh, bummer. Um, but I think that they're building something and I'm hoping that it's something big. From the lore perspective, you know, like we know something big has to happen in order to face the big bag of Zodiac. And if that's a spoiler, suck it. Uh, <laughs> like pay attention to the story. He's all that's over it. patches ago. Yeah, you know, he, he's all over it. <laughs> Um, you know, so it's like, are we like, if we're building to that, that in and of itself is exciting that what they, what, what we've seen in the, in this story, what we've, where we've seen the story go is that there was, I felt like a just total dip in interest up until the end of 4.3. And all of a sudden I'm like, okay, I'm fine. All right. We're getting back to the good stuff. All right. Yeah. Let's figure this out. Um, yeah, I, I don't want them to stop bringing in new players. New players are a great lifeblood of the game. And plus they're coming into a huge amount of content that we have to also not forget the people who made it happen. And I'm not saying this is a 1.0 legacy player. I'm saying this is somebody who wants a reason to go and log into the game, and the game is not giving me that reason. Other games yeah. are, 
And it's okay to take breaks. I've always I advocated for that. Like, if you're not having fun, go play something else. Well, guess what? Mega Man's just around the corner. Guess what? You know, like, uh, you know, Soul Calibur. Like, there's plenty of things. Pokemon, there's lots of things coming out that we can occupy ourselves with. But all in all, like, when we just ran down this list, this is one of the, like, outside of the story, this is, I think, one of the weakest numbered patches that we've received this game, this mm-hmm. this expansion cycle. There's well, nothing- I mean, if, if, you, if you look at the notes for 3.4, they're virtually you- the same patch notes. They're well, virtually the yeah. exact same. We, we got basically the same shit that we got in mm-hmm. 3.4. And for me, that's completely inexcusable as an MMO developer. We got less. We, yes. we got less, Nate. Yes. We, did it. we got the, the Wondrous Tales in 3.4. And that right. was huge. Like, I was and like, was everything, yeah. everything had flavor again. There was, a, right. there was a reason for, like, oh, if I'm running this old content, there's still a chance to be able to progress. But you, you, you hit on something that I think is really interesting and that is that that dichotomy between casual and hardcore players and how you need both. You can't just have one or the other. You really need both. And I think that there was this thing that happened when, you know, after after World of Warcraft had kind of, you know, the the, the hype around that had had kind of died down a little bit. But there was this friction between the way that hardcore players and casual players would talk to one another and what they would say or go back to the developer with what they wanted out of the game. And the developers looked at this and was like, this is, this is terrible for community synergy. This is really bad. We're, we're, we're creating a toxic environment that these people are playing in. And so they came in and in development ways tried to stem that, that disagreement, that friction between those two groups. And I think that you hit the nail on the head, Bryn, that there needs to be those two groups, one who is providing the economic stability for the franchise or the the game to be able to be economically viable. And then you need those people who are so dedicated to doing something the game sets out as ridiculous Mm -hmm. that they provide motivation for those new players. That has been completely lost and almost like it feels like there has been considerable effort to dev away from that and i think that that may be the biggest mistake that mmos as a genre have made 2010 moving forward mm-hmm. the, the the best thing the bit the positive side about all of this is that being that it is the mmo one of the th- things i've always enjoyed about it is it can change it can it will change there's always there is that sense that things are changing uh and the hope is is that they uh that square can kind of see that and learn from that i mean having no in, uh, insight into their numbers, they could be doing these things and it's a, it could be the difference between $50 million a year. And all of a sudden they're like, well, we could do what, what uh, Nate and Brian and, and, and some of the like more heavier, uh, you know, play. One of them to do risks. And the problem is, is that I think the, the downside is when they do a risk, uh, diadem and you know i consider eureka a, a risk but a, a risk with still the training wheels on you know they it's they're not landing where you know it, it's it's calculated risk and yeah. and i think that that's part of the reason that 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 content has not been so well received is because they're doing it half-assed they're they're not really putting their the the entirety of their development behind it and and i think that that's a mistake right like i think that 
if if they if they really committed to it and said we're going to make this work regardless if if we lose players if we lose subscribers we're dedicated to making something new i think that that would impress a whole lot more people i mean think about it like 2.0 got way more people in the door than 1.0 ever did Mm -hmm. and what did they say hey we're blowing absolutely everything Everything about this game up it is nothing is going to be the same and that's what got more people into the door than your first launch like you can't ignore that and you can't ignore the um you know could it go badly absolutely Mm -hmm. but they can't be gun shy to try new things right i think the problem is uh when they did all those new things in 2.0 and they were like oh this worked let's do it again no Mm -hmm. don't do it again yeah you know that's absolutely right michelle i've you're yeah yeah that's (laughs) the other problem that that we have with the game you know we talk about how the the patch notes are the same and it's that weird mix of we want that level of consistent updates, right? Yes. If you don't have that, I mean, that's how like Old Republic, right out the door, it was months before they had anything new and that killed it right mm, off right. the bat is their lack of consistent updates. We have that with 14 and with Stormblood, they've been changing a little bit about what's included in those patches. And now it doesn't feel like we're quite like, you know, saying with 4.4, it doesn't feel like there's that much in it. Um, and it's just that that weird balance of and, and you know, everybody's going to look at it differently of do we want them to keep that repetition up? Because if we do, they're going to just keep doing they have a pattern like they're just going to follow that they pattern settled into that, that kind of cadence. that rhythm. Right. Some, but, some if, you know, I they mix that up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like like uh, the way that they uh, like put out the, the books and the tomes and how much each tome is like prices for uh, tombstones stuff like that where you mm-hmm. go um the selection screens all of that that's, that's fine with me to have it repeated i don't want it to be like a new thing every time where i have right. to figure out sure okay well this time i have to give three of this to guy over in zone b or whatever like right. i don't mind yeah. that but build something else that i can spin those things on it's, i guess it, we're in a theme park we should the theme park uh the attractions in the theme park should talk to one another should there should be like it you know you can go in and i can go play this and then it, you know, it's connected, right? I, and the thing is, is that um, there is actually like we we sit on so much content, and that that's what it, you know. I look at, it, I'm like, oh my gosh, like it doesn't feel like it's going to be that much effort to 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 connect these these dots. And like, you know what I'm finding about. sad? Yeah, what, uh, what's that? Pagos. Everybody's like, oh, pa- Pagos so bad. Pagos itself is not bad. It's just we had Eureka, and it's the same thing. Mm-hmm. Pagos has like two or three extra things and those things make pagos better than eureka but uh sleeping thing... dragons you have to walk by make pagos absolutely the worst that lazy person in you talking Fucking no walk. that there's a dev no. that's like purposely there's a choke point on this path i'm gonna drop a dragon here to make people walk in timed content i'm gonna make people I... have to slow down okay so the problem there is that it's timed content not that you have to do a little bit something extra to get past a dragon I think it's interesting. I think it makes the content a little more scary. Like we're talking about uh, the outer world. It'd be more interesting if it were a yeah. little more scary. Eureka yeah. is a little more scary. Right. Why is there I, nothing I know, in the world that can kill me? Uh, you know, it's like, and why, like it would be, and I get it because you have to, you can't see here. It's the problem what they did with Bard and, and Heavensward. And Heavensward, 
all of a sudden Barb played at level 52 different than it ever. Like it was like, oh, by the way, now you're this. You can't do that. You got it. You have to train people. It's the whole Mario, you know, like, okay, we're going to teach people how to jump and do this right at the beginning. And then we're going to expand on that idea later. Like if they're going to put dangerous monsters in the game, they need to put dangerous monsters in the game throughout the entire area. You, you played, know, like you play at 11. We had to carry potions and stuff around to sneak past stuff, you know? It was way yeah. harder than having to just walk past a dragon. And in its way, having that those dragons there makes people interact more. Like, oh, crap, I screwed it up. Can mm -hmm. I get a raise? People will stop and help yeah. you. Mm -hmm. I think if they literally use the color scheme, they can, they can easily communicate that something's harder than something else. You know, it's like, oh, by the way, blue fates, you can just kind of like, you can kind of just mash your keyboard and fall asleep and play. Yeah. Well, uh, you know, it's, it's like they've said in be, interviews. You gotta, you gotta pay attention. That's something that, like, oh, yeah, we got, we gotta pay attention to this. Mechanics. It's like they've said in interviews with about Eureka. It's, it's a different system, and so they needed to separate that from the main game. Yeah. Um, but I, th I think the issue is, I mean, yes, I played eleven ten years ago. Yeah. When did you forget how to use a potion? No, no. What I'm, what I'm saying is that the the landscape of not just MMOs, but just gaming in general is vastly different yeah. now. There's a lot more handholding and it's it's hard to, especially when there's relics involved, right? Um, before we would just light grind, just queue up for trials or whatever and just repeatedly do stuff. But now you're introducing relics in Eureka, which is a whole system designed outside of the norm to be more challenging and to you know all this stuff that you normally wouldn't be doing and that's what they're putting the relics behind and i just it it bugs me well, it'd be great if they also put leveling behind it so that if i wanted to level that way i could go in and do that like why why okay. is that a level 70 content that uh the, that like let's say i was trying to as a game attract 11 players with like hey we have this and it, you know it's gonna it's dangerous and etc and you're gonna be able to transition but you got to play three seasons of an MMO RPG story hit cap. And I think it's, it's <laughs> attracting players, you know, and again, it comes back to getting new players. It's important to attract players. Mm -hmm. um, obviously it seems weird to, to fish within Square Enix's own player base already. Right. If they're trying to, to get people from 11, but you need to do that without doing it at the expense of your current players. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, I agree. And I, and I think that, Square Enix's overall approach has been eh, our players seem like they'll keep playing. Maybe they're they're, they're doing like it they... on the extremes. It's the yeah. the new players or the hardcore raiders. So it's like okay, here's a new UI guide. Um, here's you know Ultima weapon ultimate. What right. about the people in the middle? I'm right. never touching that content. I don't need a UI guide. You cannot uh, like the thing is I think they spend a lot of time designing these fights and I love that. And I want them to keep doing that. They have to figure out a way to make the game scale. Uh, like Nero saying, um, as we were going in, like, you know, with the ESO, um, let me play the dungeon. And if I beat it, let the dungeon level up. Like you, that way they're not having to orchestrate all this work because essentially like if we want, if they, let's say they, like, I remember I was listening to LBR, like uh, back as before Stormblood and there was the, they were talking about um, the concept of, another tier of the Omega raid. So there'd be the story mode, there'd be the next level up, and then there'd be the, the what we have, the savage mode right now. And it's like, okay, you're talking about three tiers of the same fights, uh, each one progressively getting bigger. Why not just let the thing stick and level up? Like if Omega's level 70, you clear him, give him, let him be level 71 or level 75 or level 80. Like 
just let, you know, from a stats and a, you know, we've got these logarithmic algorithms for these, where their stats should be. Let us as a player throw ourselves against the content until we can't do it anymore. And we're not all going to be equal. Mm -hmm. Like I, me, I consider myself uh, a, a former a hardcore, now casual. Uh, the, you know, it's like, why not let me run the dungeons? You know, you scale them up. And every time, like uh, Diablo's torment system, and then I'm going to find the level that I can hit, that I can run, that's rewarding and fun. But maybe I'm not able to clear the the level above me. But maybe you guys are. Maybe you guys are ten levels above me. But that's great. You're actually being challenged by the same content, but you're at a whole different level. So that that actually then fills that gap between that that level. We've got a very static system, you know, very stared. You know, boom. We need to have it. We need to have it more. Um, I, I would like a system that lets the more casual raiders still see these extra phases that ultimate or that the savage That'd be cool. That'd be cool. get. Like as a casual raider, like seeing Neo X death, I'm like, that's super cool. I'll never see him. That's great. You know, like and it's it's off putting to, to me a little bit. Right. Because I can be negative about whatever I want to be. But <laughs> it's just it's annoying. Like it's it's cool that that's there. And, and I get that it's supposed to be harder, but. At the same time, it's like, where's that for us? Like the the more casual it's raiders, because it's on Twitch helping mm -hmm. the uh, yeah. the, the hardcores make money. Well, yeah, uh, right. it also drives the game up. Like ultimate for the fact that they cut it is amazing to put Final Fantasy fourteen in front of everybody. Whenever, like, yeah. when you're sitting here and you're watching all these streamers, six thousand, ten thousand viewers putting Final Fantasy at the top of it, like. Nero was kind of hitting on it like uh, earlier. Like the gaming it's, has changed. Things have driven into multiplayer. Twitch mm -hmm. has fundamentally changed how games are made and developed because it's like, how do you get people to, how do you increase the, li the lifehood of your game? And it's, you got to be multiplayer. We've always been that, but, you know, it <laughs> 14 is like top whenever Ultimate comes out because, yeah, there's there is a value in it. And the fact they cut it was like, well, it wasn't for me, but it's for the game overall's health. It gives people something to chase and gives somebody something to watch. I watched all the ultimate fights. I was it was the most entertaining stuff because they, you know, it's great. They don't hold back. Like they're like, this is gonna suck for you. Are you up for the challenge? <laughs> you know. Anyway. <laughs> all right, going back to the patch notes. Yeah, uh, patch notes. Notes, we have we have uh, Saint Saint. Was it Mo Mo Saint Mo Cain? Mo Cain. Okay. Mushroom cocaine. Uh, Mushroom cocaine. I read them hard mode, and we have the burn. Uh, the burn is amazing. I love the yeah. burn. Uh, the music in it's great. I think the setting's great. Uh, On a boss is fantastic. It's a um, remix of Fractal, right? Not Fractal. Uh, a thorough chemical research facility. Is that what it was? I, I the, the recognize theme, it. I couldn't place it. The change in the middle of the yeah. of the dungeon was really surprising the first time I ran it. I think it's uh, really, really cool. I think that's my favorite dungeon. That. The the music in the arboretum is it's. It feels lazy. It's, it's like the a, same they, one, but it sounds it's, like it's it's, it's, it's the field music from and outside, <laughs> and it's just like with an echo. But it like, sounds like. At the same time, like I was listening to it, and I go, "Oh, the the music is actually a mechanic to put me to sleep, so the the, the dungeon wins." So the monsters will. Kill <laughs> it's you. supposed to be creepier, but it's like it's not creepier. Everything's just covered in mud. Like it's I, all right, mud's creepy. Sure, um, Gooboos can fly now. Yeah, a little wavy arms. Um, the animation's Please, if not. If you have a gooboo, fly on it. It's amazing. I'm a little, I'm a little disappointed like with the animation. Yeah, uh, Behemoth so can fly. Uh, the cavalry Drake can also fly. Uh, the new alarm feature. I forgot about this. I'll have to play with this. Um, so you can set up the ten alarms. Really, really um, great for uh, gathering. 
Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Because you can set it up to real world time or, or uh, you know, game time. I was like, yeah, that is like a nice quality of life thing that I was like really surprised by. Yeah. Um, that's right. It wasn't mud. It was like manure or some fertilizer, I think. Um, poop. <laughs> poop. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, that's that's really the bulk of, of all the good. I mean, there's lots of other little things, too. They're, they're, they're so close to a feature that I've long wanted, and it's a uh, it, it's the roulette for the mounts and the minions to only pull from your favorites. Yes. So now yes. you can favorites. Now yeah. you can favorites. My hope is that they'll say, you know, 4.5. Now you can, yeah. you can, your roulette will only pull from your favorites, and then yeah. I'll never have to see the mana cutter again. And I wish we could delete mounts. <laughs> like, I wish we could delete them. I would be like, I don't wow. ever want you again. Aww. I hate Ouch. that mount. Uh, one, of the, one of the things I do want to talk about, um, this was in the patch notes. Um, a lot of people didn't notice this because it's towards the bottom. It's just text. It's like whatever. Uh, in preparation for new UI skins, the colors used in certain parts of the UI have been adjusted. Is this cool. leading into add-ons? Mm. Or is it, it, I mean, add-ons in the form of just UI skins? Hmm. Maybe. I'm wondering, I'm wondering if this is going to be what I thought the uh, job UI, specific UI, was going to be. <laughs> Where it kind I don't of want any of that crap. Take your gauges away. Get out. <laughs> we're going to simplify combat. We're going to bring those lower parsing people up a little higher. And to do that, we're going to take away buttons so there's less things to look at. But then we're going to also include job gauges. Um, give you 10 uh, of your action, your sub job actions to use. Um, and then we're going to include an action just for some instances. Sub jobs for literally some, need to come back. A few I, specific I hope, trials. We're just I hope we're trying answer. to simplify things. Yeah. Now, sub jobs can be really simple if you don't focus on skills, if you focus on traits. Let's say take protect. There you go. You have, you could sub job up to three jobs because rock, paper, scissors is easy development. Um, protect can either be extra defense. It can be a region and it, or it could be, um, a spike shield or something like that. Based off of what sub job you pick, all of a sudden your kit is a little bit different. And that's that's where it's like people want the freaking skill trees and Yoshi P doesn't talk about it. I'm like, make something Final Fantasy. Sub jobs are Final Fantasy, but don't make it skills based, make it traits based. Because or that... don't even don't even do sub jobs. Take it one step forward. I okay. mean back in FF one you could upgrade your jobs oh yeah i've always yeah. wished i've always wished we would see that maybe like, maybe maybe 5.0 we don't get any new traditional jobs maybe it's all you know paladin goes to like templar or something and delete that classes second tier yeah <laughs> just delete classes i wouldn't be surprised if they got rid of classes either but i think that's what they've been building to every time they introduce a job without a class once they did it heaven's word i go they're delete they're 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 on a path to delete classes mm-hmm. yeah. and i'm thinking they're, that it's gonna happen with 5.0 I hope it does. It's it's. it's I like how generous you're being with the with the time span. Why not like six point? <laughs> They're gonna need a little more time, I think. No, I when I when I when I sat down, I was thinking, um, I'm it'll be. I was like, it, it would be risky for four, because just the amount of work that has to happen. But five which is four, you know four years from when they. I mean, it's clear announced. they're not doing a lot of super new original stuff. I like how you're answering me like with like your serious logic, and I'm just bullshitting. <laughs> <laughs> I, I've, I've thought about this stuff way too much way too much or maybe or maybe just the right amount maybe nobody else is thinking about it enough. well somebody's got to stand up you know and fight the glamour nazis so there you go oh my god Brian. i need to do that i need to do that like in an alex jones voice Oh, oh no! Oh no! Can, All can right. Like glamour and still be a hardcore raider. Okay? I, bring, I bring the uh, I bring the the software engineer and the uh, and the comedy. So that's what I. Uh, that's what I do. There you go. Mm-hmm. 
All right, and that's it. That's the patch notes. That's all the stuff that we've gone through, all the stuff we've played so far. Um, I guess we'll go ahead. Anybody else have anything else they want to add before we uh, start to wrap you know, this up? I, I included this mail thing. I don't know how often you get mail or send mail, but if you uh, receive an item, Mm -hmm. the, uh, it used to be that you had to wait like, a good like 20 seconds to hit delete or it would just throw the empty mail in your like trash mm -hmm. thing and you have to delete it later. Now it does not let you hit the delete button until it's actually ready to delete. So That's you nice. have all this crap in your mail. <laughs> That's and nice. if, you, if you don't often send or get stuff, you don't care about this, but I do. <laughs> Usually like once every six months when there's something with like an in-game item code. That's the only time I ever... This is me sending mail. maps back and forth to each other. That's what <laughs> there, you, there you go. Yeah, I, I am really excited uh, for uh, FanFest and for November. Um, at the same time, based off of where the MSQ left off, I don't know what the hell they're going to share with People us. People are so angry about that cliffhanger, and I love it. Well, I love it. I think it was fantastic, <laughs> but I'm saying that you know how they'll, they'll, they'll typically get the trailer and stuff like that, and, and there's things that you learn from the trailer. And they don't show you the whole trailer because uh, there's more stuff that you learn that you want to learn through the story with 4.5, right? Like, I don't even know what they show us. Like, if they show us anything, it's like, oh, my God. I, I just feel like it's going to be interesting it's to see. Splash what. screen of the, uh, the Yeah, we're just showing you the logo. Yeah. We're like, all right. That's what it is. Have fun. Shadowbringers. <laughs> we didn't talk about that, did we? No, but I loved y'all's write-up. Like, Gamerscape put a really I, I love that that landed literally right before E3 and nobody picked it up until, like, four weeks ago. Yeah, well, you know, you know <laughs> get, there's all kinds of gaming things to talk about. But the, the what y'all broke down with ARR being the, the, the morning, you know, Heaven's Word being the day, uh, you know, Stormblood Crimson being kind of the evening or, the you know, sh shifting into the evening, uh, and, and the 5.0 being the night, um, leads me to where it's like, for everything they're teasing about a calamity, it leads me to logically think that would be 6.0 because then 6.0 would be a brand new day, you know, uh, as a part of any kind of day night cycle. Sure. But um, they're, they're teasing me like my, my brain, like I'm like, is it happening now? Is it happening in 2020? I don't know. 2021. We, we have to have a, a spoiler show where we just talk about. We, we, we will work on this. I have, be, I have many, it'll be a short many thing. ideas. Yeah. I have many ideas. No, we'll we'll figure hours. something out. No, I <laughs> All right. Uh, Nate, uh, do you want to do your plugs, your shout-outs? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, LimitBreakRadio.com for uh, all things Limit Break Radio. Uh, make sure you join us for the community after-party on Friday uh, of FanFest. That's going to be an awesome time. Uh, again, you can uh, RSVP and get uh, you know get your uh, pre-registration on uh, VIP tickets, all of that good stuff. It's all available all over at LimitBreakRadio.com. Also, make sure that you're checking out Checkpoint Radio. It's our uh, much more uh, all-encompassing show. Uh, it's an actual radio show. It's not just a podcast. Uh, we're on about 60 different radio stations throughout the United States and Canada for full uh, schedule of when we air in your city, as well as full episodes on demand, interviews, podcasts, everything related to Checkpoint. You can check that all out over at CheckpointRadio.com. Big announcements ahead for Checkpoint Radio and for Limit Break Radio. So uh, be on the lookout for those. There you go. Uh, and as for us here at 8th Right Radio, if you want to send us an email, 
Uh, tell us what you think of the show. Ask us questions. You can do that radio at GamerEscape.com. You can tweet at us at GamerEscape at radio. You can also visit us on our Discord channel, uh, where we also now have a, uh, a spoiler channel, if you want to talk about that for, for the next uh, upcoming week here. Uh, that's Discord.gg slash GamerEscape. Thank you to everybody for joining us here in the chat. Thank you to Zanidra, Bryn, and Nate for joining me today. And uh, we will see you guys here uh, after FanFest next month. Two months. No, well, we'll probably be back next month. I, was, I keep thinking it's like October. I don't know. I'm like just excited for November. It's going to be a, a busy... November's going to be great. October uh, is going to be also uh, great for many, many, many games coming out. We'll, be, we'll be back. Yeah, and we'll be we'll be doing the uh, the giveaway here for you guys join, uh, joining us on Twitch here. Sure. So,